Hi, welcome back to our 643 Double J podcast. I'm Jackson Clark, and I'm here with Shane Riley. And we're just going to get right into it, uh, starting with our update from our last podcast. Uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. now has had a little bit of exposure to the big leagues after being called up. And, you know, after a rough first couple games, he has shown that home run power that is to be expected from him. Yeah, he's hit uh, 235 uh, over 65 at-bats, but he has four home runs um, all within the last few days. I mean, he's looking like the star that we think he is, but obviously we want the average to come up a little bit. 235 is pretty low. I mean, that's down in the Bryce Harper range the last couple of years. Um, but Toronto is still, you know, they're not going to be that successful as a team. Right now they sit at 19-27 and 27 in one of the best divisions in the league. Of course, behind, they're behind the Yankees, Tampa Bay, and Boston all right now. Um, so I don't really ex- expect the Blue Jays to have that much success, but I I definitely could see Vlad um, picking it up. Uh, so, I mean, that's something that you should look forward to. Um, he's a star, and hopefully he can turn around uh, Toronto. Yeah, it'd be great if the Blue Jays could bring in some talent to help in or help out uh, Vlad Guerrero turn that team around. Um, yeah, getting into the, the second topic here, we're going to free agents, trades, and signings. Um, are Craig Kimball or Dallas Keuchel going to sign um, at any point this season? Um, both have been uh, all-stars in the past, and neither of them look like they're... I mean, there's been talks about them over the last couple of weeks, um, names flying around, but, you know, there's been no action. And I don't, I've don't. i heard teams have been close, but um, they're still not on a roster. Um, they're too you know, big guys in baseball. Uh, a lot of a lot of teams could use pitching in both the bullpen and the rotation. Um, so, yeah, Jackson, just want to discuss your thoughts on that. Yeah, Craig Kimbrell and Dallas Keuchel have both been uh, fantastic players, all-star caliber players in previous years. And um, going into this free agency, we were kind of expecting to have a big boom with Bryce Harper and Manny Machado, but they waited out until... Um, April to sign something like that. February. February, March around then, and uh, yeah, that left a lot of players like Kimbrel and Keuchel. Yeah, a lot of guys, a lot of teams were saving their money um to try to make a run at both those two players. Um, but I definitely could see like you know reportedly the Mets have been having conversation with Kimbrel, um, but you know. Conversations are just conversations. Uh, you know, it, when when a deal is made, uh, obviously he'll sign with the team. So, I mean, they're probably having um, some disagreements with contracts and stuff like that. As Kimbrell's stated that he wanted a six-year deal, and it's just hard to give that to a, a reliever. So I think if Kimbrell uh, really wants to settle, he's going to have to go for, you know, maybe two, three years, um, maybe with a little more money per year because, I mean, six years, a lot of money is a big risk on a, on a bullpen guy, as we've seen as – uh, guys tend to fall off once they get into their uh, older years. Yeah, with the Mets, their current closer, Edwin Diaz, has not had a very good year. And it certainly is somewhere you could see a guy like Craig Kimbrell coming in uh, around the uh, trade deadline if he does get picked up. Yeah, I mean, he has a, a career war of 20.1 and a 1.91 ERA. Um, last year he did have a 2.74 through uh, 61 innings with 42 saves, but that's in the American League and. Uh, you know, ERAs tend to be a little bit higher in, in the American League compared to the uh, NL. So, mm-hmm. And as for Dallas Keuchel last year, um was not his best year, but um, it wasn't, it was still, you know, a decent for an MLB pitcher. He he got, he had a 12-11 and 11 record uh, with a 3.74 ERA, 
but I mean, he's a guy who can come in. He gets a lot of ground balls, and you know, if you have an unfortunate year where the ball is falling for the other team, then obviously your ERA is going to take a take a rise. But he's definitely a guy that pitches for the ground ball and for the flyout, and he's not a not a true strikeout uh, pitcher. Yeah. Uh, moving on to our next topic, um, the Cubs have turned their season around. They started the year three and eight, and are now sitting on top of the NL Central. And it's quite possible that they may never look back. Yeah, they're definitely a, a star-powered team. Uh, you know, they just won the series against the Nationals this weekend. I mean, no big surprise the Nationals haven't been playing their best ball. But, I mean, Anthony Rizzo, Chris Bryant, they they have talent uh, up and down their lineup. You know, Javier Baez. Uh, it's a team that should win their division. Um, I mean, obviously the, the Brewers are going to give them a good run for their money. Um, but I think that the Cubs overall have a, have a lot more. Um, they have a bigger cap. They should they should win this division, no problem. Um, so I mean, you know, their pitching rotation with uh, Cole Hamels, Jose Quintana. I mean, I really think there should be no debate. I don't think they're going to look back. I think that the way that they're playing baseball right now, um, if they can keep that up, I mean, it really is hard to keep that up for 162 games. Um, but it's definitely a team that's a threat for um, the World Series. Yeah. And you have guys like uh, the explosive Javier Baez who can, in an instant, make a uh, seemingly impossible play look routine. And those kinds of guys will motivate the team and, you know, keep keep a, keep the uh, momentum going th- throughout the entire season. Um, on the other side of the spectrum, however, the Mariners have dropped from 13-2 and to 23-26. and Meaning they've lost 24 of their last 44 games. Yeah, um, that's uh, that's that's pretty bad. Uh, I mean, they have had series against, uh, of course, they they played the Cubs, the Cleveland, uh, the Yankees, Boston, all all very good teams. But losing 24 out of 34 is is hard for a MLB team if if they're trying to compete for. I mean. They've they've been known they they were close last year to making the playoffs and they just missed and it looked like. Uh, they were really getting off to a hot start. I mean, their their hitting was, you know, off the charts to start the season, but it's really hard to keep that pace up, uh, especially since they don't really have much pitching uh, anywhere in their anywhere in their rotation or their bullpen. So I think an American League team, uh, most of them can hit. So when you're getting out hit, you're going to lose a lot of games. Um, so I think it, it's really going to be a struggle for them, and I just don't see them uh, being able to pick it back up. I just really don't see them see, making the playoffs this year. Yeah, moving right along to our next topic. Um, we've had our first no-hitter of the season. Uh, Mike Fires uh, fired his second career no-hitter um, against one of the most irrelevant teams in the league. Um, it almost did not happen as there was a light malfunction in left field that delayed the game over 90 minutes. And he was at 109 pitches through seven. But he stayed in the game and was able to keep going and managed to zip through the last two innings. Yeah, I think that was a good performance from him pitching. Um, any no hitter is uh, something to, is quite the accomplishment. Yeah, so getting into our hot takes, sticking to the no hitter theme, uh, our hot take to- our hot take topic this week concerns what is to expect from pitching so far this year. In an era where the home run is becoming more and more prevalent, is the game in the, in the game? Sorry, how many no hitters do we expect from pitchers this year? Ah, uh, well. Uh, last year, me and Joe, we talked about uh, the new baseballs and how there have been mu- many more home runs and 
the league is trying to favor the long ball more than the uh, pitching shutout because it's more exciting. They're trying to draw more attention to the game. But I think we have um, decent enough pitching in the league right now to where uh, even on a team like the Nationals where you have someone like Max Scherzer who any day could come out and uh, throw a no-hitter or throw a gem or um, – yeah, other guys for other teams could come in and fill that role. Uh, James Paxton, um, I would really love to see a guy like Chris Paddock come in and throw a no-hitter in his rookie year. Yeah, so how many do you think? Um, I think we will get around three or four no-hitters this year just because we have such decent pitching in the league yeah, as of right now. I think I, I'm going to have to agree with you on that, but I think that um – uh, the shutout is now becoming rarer, uh, especially a complete game shutout from a starting pitcher because um, at any point, one guy can hit a home run. Uh, I think every year now, guys are breaking uh, the home run, you know, the home run in home runs in a season uh, for the entire league because guys are just getting stronger. Um, it's As you mentioned with the baseballs, it, fans want to see home runs, and that's what the MLB is trying to provide. They're trying to, obviously the fans are very important to keep the league going. Um, so it's going to keep getting harder for pitchers. So I think that every shutout should be uh, highly celebrated um, as it con- continuously gets harder and harder for um, the pitchers to keep up with the hitters. Um, but like, like I said, I tend to agree with you on that, the fact that three or four no-hitters could happen this year just because of how good the how many good pitchers there are in the league. And, you know, you know, when a guy's on, it's hard to hit, and there's a lot more strikeouts now than putting the ball in play. Yeah. That's going to wrap up our MLB 643 Double J podcast. Um, We will see you in two weeks.